I invite you to open your Bibles to James chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. We're talking about cultivating community for good and the necessity of listening. You know, in our travels in our van as a family, we have a GPS. And on our longest trip through the southwest portion of the United States, uh, we actually named the voice. We named the voice Gertrude. And so Gertrude would give instructions and tell us what to do. And it soon became apparent that sometimes we had different ideas about what we should be doing rather than what Gertrude would ask us to do. But we joked that, you know, Gertrude couldn't talk back to us when we didn't follow her instructions then ended up where we didn't really want to be by saying, I told you, I tried to tell you, turn here. Do you know in community, we, the gift of community is that we actually listen to each other. One of the unfriendly things to say is, I tried to tell you, uh, but, or I told you so, but we do and must learn to listen. In James 1, we're going to hear James telling us, be quick to listen, to listen deeply to God's Word, and then third, to listen deeply to the vulnerable. This is part of cultivating among ourselves this gift of listening and the capacity to listen well. And the byproduct of that is goodness, a good community. So let's read our text together from Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and afterward lo looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's almost famous, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. We have many illustrations in the scripture of those who listened and those who did not listen. In fact, there is a man in the Old Testament who's considered a fool. His name means fool because he refused to listen to David or to his wife, Abigail. In Proverbs, it says of the fool that fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. 
Do you know, as we look at the life of Jesus, we see one who had the right to speak. He is God. He is the creator of all. He is the one who called and formed the nation of Israel together. As a rabbi and teacher, the one who was the author of this word, the Alpha and also the Omega, there was no one else who clearly had the right to be heard, who had the right to speak, and who also had the right to be angry. Angry at all of the loss and all of the pain and all of the um, misappropriations of his word and his creation and how people had been damaged. But we find that Jesus himself listened. Jesus listened. He asked questions. He eavesdropped into the disciples' conversations. Do you know one of the things I found most informative was to drive our van during carpool or to drive our van or a van uh, when I was a youth minister and to listen in to all the conversations that were happening behind me. There was so much that could be learned and then I could make adjustments or I could inquire and ask more at another time. I would listen. Are you listening? Impediments to listening are talking to prove or make a point. Notice he says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. An impediment to listening is having a motor mouth in delighting your, in airing your own opinions without pausing to listen. In Proverbs 17, it says, even a fool is thought wise if they keep their opinions to themselves or if they remain quiet. So an impediment to really listening is quickly formulating the next point in order to score or win against the other person. The second impediment to listening is actually anger. When anger generates in our lives, it, it comes up and it clouds our senses and we're not able to truly listen. James says that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And in fact, in community, this is really true. That our anger inside of community, if proving to be an impediment to listening, does not produce good in community. We make rash judgments. We act quickly. We speak in order to hurt another. And then that just builds and builds and builds until it becomes something very destructive. A third impediment to listening is the moral filth and evil that is so prevalent. Notice what James says in verse 21. He contrasts this with humbly accepting the word that's planted in us that can save us. When greed, jealously, shame and guilt over lust, or a desire to dominate another, to control, when forgiveness and resentment, when drunkenness and excess is what's forming and shaping our lives, we will not have the energy that's required to listen. We will not have the grace and generosity that's required to open our minds and listen to another. Listening requires immense energy and space in our lives. Any counselor will 
tell you that, that in their practice of listening to others, they do expend a tremendous amount of energy. And so I think it's important that the second thing here, listening deeply to God's Word, is actually the beginning of training. It's the entrance into the school of listening. It's a movement into deep listening. Notice in verse 22, James says, Do not merely listen to the Word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets, forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. James treats the Word of God as a gift that we look intently at, but we're also listening. We're listening for the voice of God. We're listening for where we resist the Word of God or where we recognize the Spirit is calling us into surrender to the Word of God. This is deep listening, listening intently, where we are seeking to hear the words, understand the meaning, and then enter into this relationship and understand. Do you know when Jesus described prayer, he talked about in Luke 11, ask, seek, knock, and that God wants to give his Holy Spirit to those of us who ask, seek, and knock. But I wonder if also this could be something describing the movement of God towards us, that God is asking us to listen. He's seeking us that we might understand, and then he's looking to enter into relationship with us. And when we open his word and let it speak to us and we listen to him, then we enter into a deeper conversation in which there is an exchange. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if someone would open the door to to me, I will sit with them and we shall sup or have a meal together. There is some sort of exchange. And so I wonder, are you listening to the Word of God? Are you seeking to understand? Are you actively adjusting? In practice, we call this active listening. It internally asks, do I understand where the other person is coming from? Do I understand what they have said to me? Am I hearing the deep impact of what they are describing? And then we test that out. So, when we enter into these kind of deep listening with the Word of God, we actually begin to adjust and recenter our own identity. The source of our identity begins to be drawn out as we look intently at the Word, as we continue in it, as James said, as we seek not to forget what the Word of God has said, and then act accordingly. Whenever I would be leaving the house, my mother would say, remember who you are and whose you are. 
And whenever we get up from the Word of God, we should also be hearing this word of love as we enter out into the world. Remember who you are and whose you are, that our identity would have a Galatians 3.28 capacity to it, that there in Christ Jesus is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, but we are all one in Christ Jesus. And so the habit of what happens in listening with the Word is also what we can bring into community with each other. James says that we will be blessed in what we do when we practice this kind of listening with the Word of God. And I believe part of that blessing then is experienced in the goodness of what's given in relationship in community. One of the signs of a community that is learning to listen is that we not only serve the vulnerable, but we also listen to the vulnerable and share our lives together. Notice what James says here at the bottom part of this section on listening to each other and to the Word of God. He said, Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religious religion is worthless. Verse 27, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows and their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I think it's significant that James attaches care for the vulnerable, care for those who are in distress, care for those who've suffered loss, as something to put right beside listening, listening to each other, and listening to God. What is your capacity to listen to one who grieves, for one who has lost, for one who has suffered trauma? One of the things that we observe about those who have a difficulty in being in the presence and hearing another share their loss or share their tears is that we likely have not metabolized our own losses and griefs and traumas. To listen to an orphan or to a widow is to enter into their experience not being able to change it. We cannot provide a father for them or a husband for them, but we enter into the depth of their loss, and we enter into their distress, and we also seek to share life and respond accordingly. Not in order to build ourselves up on their loss, but instead to build them up that they might be included in community, because loss is alienating and it creates vulnerability. Do you know James, who is writing this, is the half-brother of Jesus. Joseph, the husband of Mary, had died. Joseph, his father, had likely died as well. And so he and his sisters knew what it was to be considered an orphan. They knew what it was to experience loss. They knew what it was to be on the receiving side of community, to have people who would listen to them in their distress and look after or take care. Do you know one of the things I've noticed about people who've experienced loss is they become vulnerable. They're a 
vulnerable to trauma upon trauma. When we would visit Athens, Greece, to spend time uh, with refugees who were serving refugees, we would hear some stories of those who were taking advantage of those who had experienced loss, of those who had become very vulnerable, whether it was sex trafficking or um, taking them up in work and not actually paying for their labor. I think it's important then that James attaches here to those of us in community this warning right when we're engaged in caring for those who are vulnerable and who are lost, experience loss. He says to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The world would always have us be strong and to take advantage of others. But Jesus invites us into a different way of life. Life where community is good. And we invite others into that goodness because we listen. In community, when we will not listen, we will fail to hear the voice of a child who says, I have been hurt. Someone is doing something they should not be doing. In a community where we fail to listen to the vulnerable, we will not hear the cry of a woman or a man who says, this person is hurting and abusing and taking advantage of me. So it is essential that we truly learn to listen to the cries of others. Jesus, our Lord, has listened to us. He gave us the grace of listening and hearing us, that we might hear him and be brought into life and the goodness of his community with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What gift of listening are you giving to others? What gift of being listened to are you willing to receive in community? Do you know I really love it when our our students go out on campus and set up a chair and a simple sign that says, what's your story? Inevitably, they will be able to share that someone stopped and shared their story. And having been given the gift of listening, they're willing to listen to Jesus and of Jesus and the one who loves him and our story as well. Let's give the gift of listening to each other. Let us listen deeply to the Word of God. Let us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Let's listen.